ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد We've now reached the chapter in Kitab al-Tawheed, Bab Qawlillahi Ta'ala, Ya'arifuna ni'mata Allahi thumma yunkirunaha. Ya'arifuna ni'mata Allahi thumma yunkirunaha. They recognize the blessing of Allah, but then they reject it. This chapter is going to discuss the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the blessings that Allah has placed upon His creation, and how some of the creation, they rejected the blessings of Allah. And the rejection of the blessings of Allah can be in various ways. One of the ways in which a person could end up rejecting the blessing of Allah isn't, and it doesn't mean that you don't take the blessing. They take the blessing and they use it. But the rejection of the blessing, one of its meanings is, that they do not associate it to Allah. They do not associate the blessing to Allah. They say this blessing has come to me due to my own expertise and my skill, and my knowledge and my professionalism. I have earned this for myself, they say. So now they are not associating the blessing to Allah. They are associating it to something else. So when you... Do not return those blessings back to Allah in associating them to Allah, in recognizing and accepting that they are blessings from Allah. And instead you say, no, it's because of my skill, it's my expertise, it's my professionalism, it's my ability which has brought me this particular blessing, or it is due to some other reason that this blessing has come, then that is now a rejection of the blessing of Allah. Other ways of rejecting the blessings of Allah are that a person uses a particular blessing that he has been given in haram. If you use the blessings Allah has given you to do haram things with them, then that is a form of showing your rejection of the blessing, or at least a form of showing your lack of gratitude for that blessing. So this chapter is going to discuss that type of topic and that theme Regarding the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This ayah which is mentioned, يَعْرِفُونَ نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ ثُمَّ يُنْكِرُونَهَا They know the blessing of Allah, but then they reject it. It is an ayah from Surah Al-Nahd. And that particular chapter is known as Surah Al-Ni'am. The chapter of blessings. The chapter of blessings. And that is, as Allah said in it, وَإِن تَعُدُّوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ لَا تُحْسُوهَا If you try to enumerate, if you try to count the number of blessings Allah has given you, then you would not be able to count them. Why is that? Because there are so many blessings Allah has given you, so many things, you would not be able to count them. The air that you breathe, the clothes that you wear, the food that you eat, the water that you drink. 
And the list goes on and on and on from the blessings of Allah upon you. So you would not be able to count them even if you tried. There are so many of them that Allah has bestowed upon you. وَأَوَّلُ النِّعَمُ الَّتِي ذَكَرَهَ اللَّهُ فِي هَذِهِ السُّورَةِ نِعْمَةُ إِرْسَالِ الرُّسُلِ وَإِنزَالُ الْوَحِي لِهِدَايَةِ عِبَادِهِ One of the first blessings that are mentioned in this particular surah of the Qur'an, one of the first blessings mentioned from all of these numerous blessings, is the blessing of having the messengers sent. The fact that Allah sent us messengers and sent us revelation through those messengers, that is from the highest of the blessings. The fact that Allah didn't just leave us without purpose, didn't create us and leave us on this earth without objective, without purpose. Rather Allah created us and gave us an objective and purpose upon this earth. And that objective and purpose is to worship Him. Then Allah didn't just leave us without knowledge. Rather, He sent the prophets and the messengers, and sent the books and the revelations to guide us, and to inform us of how to worship Him, and how to be upon His obedience. So, that is from the greatest of the blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestowed upon us. And the blessing of guidance in of itself is a great blessing. That Allah has guided you to the truth. Allah has guided you to Islam. Allah has guided you to Tawheed. Then that is from the greatest of the blessings. Because so many people out there, they have not been guided to that truth. That truth which will be the salvation in the hereafter from the hellfire. And it will determine who enters paradise and who ends up in the hellfire. The tawheed, the shahada, that guidance. So no doubt these are all a great number of blessings from Allah upon us. As Shaykh Al-Fawzan mentions some here, he says, ثُمَّ النِّعْمَ بِخَلْقِ الْإِنسَانِ The creation of mankind, that Allah created us. وَمَا جَعَلَ فِيهِ مِنَ الْعَضَاءَ الْكَبِيرَةَ وَالصَّغِيرَةَ الدَّقِيقَةَ and all of the bones that Allah created within us, the large bones and the small, fine bones. وَمَا جَعَلَ فِيهِ مِنْ بَدِيعِ And this amazing way that Allah created us in. ثُمَّ نِعْمْ فِي خَلْقِ بَهِيمَةِ الْأَنْعَامِ الَّتِي فِيهَا الْجَمَالِ And then the blessing that Allah bestowed upon us in creating these animals. All of these animals and the beauty of some of those animals. وَفِيهَا مَنَافِعُهُمْ مِنَ الرُّكُوبِ وَالْحَمَلِ وَالْأَلْبَانِ وَالْلُحُومَ And there are many benefits we take from these animals, from riding them, riding the horses, riding the camels, from uh, using them for carrying purposes. People use donkeys to carry things on their backs which are heavy, and other uh, animals also to carry things on their backs. They use the the bull or the the... the the ox and those types of animals for plowing the fields, various types of things, and for milk from them, and for sacrificing them and eating them from the meat of them. So there are a great number of blessings in the animals that Allah has created. Similarly, المراكب البحرية التي تقطع بهم عباب الماء The ships 
the boats and the ships. This is a blessing from Allah upon mankind, upon humans also, that we have the ability to cross over these great vast oceans on this earth, on these ships and these boats. And who was the first person to make a ship or a boat? Nuh alayhi salam. Allah educated Nuh, Noah alayhi salam on how to make a boat. So that was the first boat and ship created. And thereafter humans they knew how to make those ships and boats to float on the water. وَكَذَلِكَ مَا أَنْبَتَ فِي الْأَرْضِ مِنْ صُنُوفِ النَّبَاتَاتِ from the blessings of Allah, all of the various forms of vegetation that grows in the earth. الَّتِي فِيهَا أَرْزَاقِ أَرْزَاقُ لِعِبَادِ وَفِيهَا أَدْوِيَتُهُمْ وَفِيهَا مَرَاعِي لِأَنْعَامِهِمْ These plants, vegetation, shrubs, trees, all of these things that grow within them is our sustenance. We take fruits from them, we take berries from them, we take nuts from them. There is sustenance for us in them. And there are medicines in them. Various forms of medicines are made from these uh, plants and vegetations and various types of herbs. Medicines are made from them. And also these veg- uh, uh, shrubbery and greenery and grass. It is food for the cattle and the animals. So there are a great number of blessings in that vegetation and greenery that Allah has created. وَكَذَلِكَ مَا جَعَلَ فِيهَا مِنَ الْعَلَامَاتِ الَّتِي يَهْتَدِي بِهَا الْمُسَافِرُونَ فِي الْبَرِّ وَالْبَحَرِ The signs that Allah has made in the skies to guide the people. Another blessing. What is those signs? Talking about the stars. The stars that Allah has made. And in the various forms and constellations that they exist. That there is the North Star and there is the South Star and the sailors, they used to use them in order to guide themselves which direction are they heading in, by using the stars and looking at the direction of the stars. So that is another blessing Allah bestowed upon us, that the stars, you can look at them and work out which direction to go and where to go, and the people they used to do that in the oceans. Also, نِعْمَةُ الْمَشَارِبَ مِنَ الْمَاءِ وَاللَّبَنْ وَالْعَسْنِ the blessing of Allah upon us with the liquids that we drink from water and milk and honey, all of the various forms of liquids that Allah has bestowed upon us, another great blessing. Also, نِعْمَةُ الْمَسَاكِنَ الَّتِي يَسْكُنُونَ فِيهَا فَتُؤْوِيهِمْ مِنَ الْحَرِّ وَالْبَرْدَ The blessing of the dwellings, the residences, the homes and the houses that we live in, that these houses and homes protect us from the cold. And they protect us from the heat. So these are another great blessing from Allah. That these houses and homes we've been given. They protect us and preserve us from the elements. كَذَلِكَ نِعْمَةُ الْمَلَابِسِ Similarly the blessing of clothing. Clothing that Allah has bestowed upon us and that we wear. Protecting us and guarding our private regions and beautifying us, and it may also be a protection uh, in battle, certain types of clothing with shields and armory, all of these are blessings from Allah also, so كُلُّ هَذِهِ النِّعْمِنَ اللَّهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى All of these blessings are from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.
So then the ayah that we have here, يَعْرِفُونَ نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ That they know the blessing of Allah. They know the blessing of Allah. Which blessing is being spoken about? That they know the blessing of Allah upon them. They know the ni'mah of Allah upon them. Which ni'mah, which blessing? The scholars, they say that it could mean the sending of Muhammad wasallam, The revelation that was given to him, him being sent as a messenger, that was a blessing to mankind. So, يَعْرِفُونَ نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ They know the blessing of Allah. I.e. they know and they recognize Muhammad sallallahu is a messenger from Allah. وَلَا شَكَّ أَنَّ هَذِهِ النِّعْمَةِ هِيَ أَكْبَرُ النِّعْمَةِ And this is no doubt the greatest of blessing. وَلِذَلِكَ صَدَّرَ سُورَ بِذِكْرِ بِعِثَةِ الرُّسُلِ And that's why this particular chapter, the surah in the Qur'an, an am, started with this uh, mentioning of the prophets and messengers being sent. Some of them say, that the meaning of the ayah, they know the blessing of Allah is more general. Not just the sending of the Prophet ﷺ, but that it is all of the various forms of the blessings. That they know about all of the blessings that Allah has given them. They know about all of the different forms of the blessings Allah has given them. So there are various statements regarding what that ayah means, that they know the blessing of Allah, yet they reject it. Some of them say it is Muhammad sallallahu They know about him that he is a messenger, but they reject him. Others they say as a whole, generally, all of the blessings they've been given, they reject them from Allah. They reject their association to Allah. لِأَنَّ قَوْلَهُ نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ مُفْرَدٌ مضاف. In the ayah itself, because it is singular and it is mudaf, then it indicates generality. فَيَعُمُّ جَمِيعَ النِّعَمْ it therefore indicates all of the forms of the blessings. So the ayah means therefore that they know these blessings, they know about these blessings and they know they are from Allah, and they don't reject them internally. Internally, they know that all of these are blessings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They know in their hearts that these are blessings from Allah. However, with their tongues, when they speak, they do not associate those blessings to Allah. And instead, they reject them from Allah and associate them to others besides Allah. فَيَعْرِفُونَ بِقُلُوبِهِمْ أَنَّهَا مِنَ اللَّهِ وَلَكِنَّهُمْ بِأَلْسِنَاتِهِمْ يَنْسِبُونَهَا إِلَىٰ غَيْرِ اللَّهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَىٰ They know that these blessings are from Allah. In their hearts they know, inside they recognize and they understand. No doubt all of these are blessings from Allah. But when they speak upon their tongues, they reject that these blessings are from Allah, and instead they associate them to others besides Allah. Or the opposite could be the case. That outwardly they accept that these blessings are from Allah, but inwardly in their hearts they reject it. So either combination, either they accept and they know in their hearts these blessings are from Allah, but they reject them openly, or they accept them openly, but inwardly, internally, they don't accept it and they reject it. So they know the blessings of Allah, but they reject them. And that's why, the scholars, they say, if you want to show your thankfulness to Allah, you want to show your gratitude to Allah, then showing that gratitude and thankfulness to Allah, 
it is in three different ways. Or there are three pillars of showing gratitude to Allah. The first is, أَتَّحَدُّثُ بِهَا ظَاهِرًا To speak about that blessing openly. To speak about the blessing of Allah, how Allah has blessed you in that affair. وَأَمَّا بِنِعْمَةِ رَبِّكَ فَحَدِّثْ And as for the blessing of your Lord, then speak of it. الرُّكْنُ الثَّانِي الْإِعْتِرَافِ بِهَا بَاطِنًا Secondly, second pillar, to acknowledge this blessing internally in your heart, to acknowledge that this is a blessing from Allah. يَعْنِي تَعْتَرِفْ فِي قَرَارَةِ نَفْسِكَ أَنَّهَا مِنَ اللَّهِ فَيَكُونُ قَلْبُكَ مُوَافِقًا لِلِّسَانِكَ مِنَ الْإِعْتِرَافِ بِأَنَّهَا مِنَ اللَّهِ So you acknowledge in your heart, inside of yourself, that this is a blessing from Allah. And you therefore acknowledge inwardly what you acknowledge outwardly upon your tongue. الركن الثالث صرفها في طاعة موليها ومسديها وهو الله سبحانه وتعالى To use that blessing in obedience to Allah. If a blessing has been given to you, then one of the ways to show your gratitude for that blessing is to use that blessing in the obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. بمعنى أن تستعين بها على طاعة الله فإن استعنت بها على معصية الله فإنك لا تكون شاكرا لها. So when you've been given a blessing, use that blessing to obey Allah. Use that blessing you've been given, your health, your money, your car, whatever it is. Use that blessing in obedience to Allah. Use it in a way where you can use it to worship Allah. You can use it, it helps you in your worship of Allah. Because if you use the blessings you've been given to disobey Allah, then that is a sign that you are not showing your gratitude for the blessing. You are being, uh, you are demonstrating your lack of thankfulness. You are demonstrating your lack of thankfulness for the blessing if you are using it for disobedience against Allah when Allah is the one who gave you the blessing in the first place. So when it says here in the ayah, ثُمَّ يُنْكِرُونَهَا That they know the blessing of Allah but they reject it. It could mean either with their tongue openly they reject it or in their hearts they reject it by associating it to others besides Allah. So now... There are some statements of the Salaf that will explain this further. How does a person reject the blessings of Allah? Like we said, it doesn't mean that you don't use them. A person takes the blessings and uses them. The food you've been given, the drink you've been given, the homes you use them, you sleep in them, the clothes you wear them, the blessings you've been given, you use them. So how can you be rejecting the blessing if you're taking it and using it? It is through not associating it to Allah, and instead associating it to others besides Allah. So here, Mujahid, he said, هُوَ قَوْلُ الرَّجُلِ هَذَا مَالِي وَرَثْتُهُ عَنْ آبَائِي A person, he says, about his inheritance. This is my wealth, I inherited it from my fathers. That type of statement, that type of statement is a form of rejection of the blessing. Someone dies and you end up inheriting some of the money. 
you end up inheriting some of the wealth that they left behind. That wealth which they left behind, the man he says, it's my wealth, I deserve it, my forefathers, it's my inheritance, they bequeathed it to me. His statement like that is a form of rejection. Because he shouldn't be saying, this is my wealth, I deserve it, it's my inheritance, it's mine, I earned it, it's my inheritance from my forefathers, my relatives. That is incorrect, because really what he should be doing is uh, thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, demonstrating his gratitude to Allah that this wealth has come to him through this inheritance. It's not his own doing, it's not his own skill, it's not something he has earned for himself. Rather, this is a blessing from Allah, that this inheritance now, the laws of inheritance are such in the sharia, that he will inherit from his uh, deceased, close ones from the deceased. So when a person, Mujahid said, he starts saying, this is my wealth, I inherited it, it's what was bequeathed to me from my forefathers, it's mine. Then that type of statement in of itself has some element of rejecting the link between this wealth coming to you uh, as a blessing from Allah, and instead you're associating it to your fathers. My father was rich, he earned all of this money, now I have the right to take it on. That type of statement is a rejection of the blessing in reality. وَكَذَلِكَ إِذَا نَسَبَهُ إِلَى كَدِّهِ وَكَسْبِهِ وَحِذْقِهِ وَمَعْرِفَتِهِ Similarly, if a person, he attributes and associates the blessings he's got, his money, his wealth, his car, his house, his clothes, he thinks to himself, proudly to himself, I've earned all of this for myself. I was the smart businessman, I did the good trade, I've got the high job, I've earned all of this money, I've worked hard for it, I deserve all of this, it's mine. I've earned it for myself, with my money, with my skill. That type of thought process is an incorrect thought process. When a person begins to think like that, then again it is a form of rejection. It is not your skill, it is not your professionalism, it is not your ability, it is not your uh, 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 smartness and astuteness in trade and business and your earning of the money and your hard working all of your life. None of that. The blessing that has come to you is from Allah, not from yourself and your ability and your job. So a person should never start to think like that in of himself, that I've earned this and I've worked hard for this and this is mine now and I've paid for it, I've, I've done it myself. Not to be thinking in that way. Everything you've done and everything has come to you, then it has come to you from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Also, Aun ibn Abdullah, he said, يَقُولُونَ لَوْ لَا فُلَانَ لَمْ يَكُنْ كَذَا that some of the people they used to make the statement, was it not for such and such, then this wouldn't have happened. Was it not for such and such, then this wouldn't have happened. And that is impermissible to make a statement like that. Was it not for such and such, then this wouldn't have happened. Because when you say a statement like that, then you are associating that occurrence to this individual. Was it not for him? then this wouldn't have happened, we wouldn't have got this blessing. Was it not for such and such, I would never have been able to buy that house. He did the trade for me, he sorted it out, he went, he did everything. Was it not for such and such, we wouldn't have had this. That is an incorrect type of statement to make. Because then it is as if you are associating the occurrence of a particular blessing to that individual. Was it not for him, then we wouldn't have got this or that. 
So that type of statement the Salaf they used to say is incorrect as well. Rather what you should say and can say is, was it not for, or was it not for Allah? Then such and such, then this would have been difficult or that would have been difficult. Meaning, was it not for Allah first and foremost? Then the means that Allah created this particular man has skill and uh, understanding of a particular issue. He got involved, he helped. But that's not him though. It's Allah first. Was it not for Allah and the decree of Allah? Then after that it is whatever else the humans they do. So never to associate directly to the humans and say, was it not for him? Then it wouldn't have happened. Was it not for him? Then this wouldn't have uh, come to us. That is again a type of rejection. Ibn Qutaybah. He mentioned a similar type of statement that the Mushrikun used to say. They used to say, هَذَا بِشَفَاعَةِ آلِهَتِنَا When a blessing came to them, they would say, this blessing has come to us due to the intercession of our idols and gods. Due to the intercession of our idols, our gods, this goodness and this blessing has come to us. So they would claim that their deities intercede for them on their behalf. And that due to that intercession, these blessings, they come to them. لِأَنَّ الْمُشْرِكِينَ الَّذِينَ يُعْبَدُونَ أَوْ يَعْبُدُونَ غَيْرَ اللَّهِ لَا يَعْتَقِدُونَ أَنَّ مَعْبُدَاتِهِمْ هِيَ الَّتِي تَخْلُقُ وَتَرْزُقُ وَإِنَّمَا يَعْبُدُونَهَا لِعْتِقَادِ أَنَّهَا تَشْفَعَ لَهُمْ عِنَّ اللَّهِ Because those mushrikeen, they never used to worship the idols because they believed that the idols can create and give life and death. Rather, they used to worship the idols because they believed the idols would be their intermediaries, their intercessors. The idols, the idols would be their salvation, they believed. The idols would go on behalf of them to Allah. And the idols would intercede for them and intermediate for them with Allah. And that's how they would be saved. So they thought their salvation was in the idols. And that was falsehood. So they would attribute these blessings to their idols. Saying that we've got these blessings due to the intercession of our idols speaking on our behalf with Allah. The intermediary of our idols has brought about these blessings. So again, that is now associating the blessings to other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Claiming that it is the intercession of the idols. And that is similar to what the people do nowadays. Whereby they believe that somebody dead in the grave, the deceased, it is from their intercession that they've got something. Somebody can't have children, for example, they are told to go to the grave of such and such a person. Make dua there. So they go and make dua there, afterwards they have a child. So they say it's because of that person. So now they are associating it to the deceased. They're saying he interceded on our behalf with Allah. We made dua to him to take it to Allah for us and it worked. So they say the same type of thing as what the mushrikeen used to say. Associating the blessings to other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, believing that these intermediaries, they work on their behalf. Just as Allah mentioned in the Quran, they used to say, هَؤُلَاءِ شُفَعَاؤُنَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ The mushrikeen used to say, these idols are our intercessors between us and Allah. Then we have the statement of Abu al-Abbas. Who is Abu al-Abbas? 
شيخ الاسلام ابن تيميه اس كن يواز ابو العباس سو شيخ الاسلام ابن تيميه ابو العباس هي سيز بعد حديث زيد بن خالد الذي فيه he mentions after the hadith of Zayd ibn Khalid wherein it is mentioned أن الله سبحانه وتعالى قال that Allah سبحانه وتعالى said أصبح من عبادي مؤمن بي وكافر there was the hadith of Zayd ibn Khalid that we spoke about before when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam prayed with them fajr led them in the fajr prayer one morning and then after finishing the Fajr prayer, turned around to face them. And said to them, there are those from my, Allah has said, that there are those from my servants who have become believers in me. They are believers in me. And there are those who have disbelieved in me. What was the hadith about? About the, rain. about the rainfall. That those who attribute the rainfall to Allah then they are the ones who are associating the blessing to Allah. But those who attribute the rainfall to star signs, star movements, star constellations, those types of things, then they have disbelieved. So the one who associates the blessings to Allah, he is the believer. And as for the one who associates the blessings to other than Allah, saying this rainfall has come due to the stars, or other than that, then this is kufr. So Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, he said, يَذُمُّ سُبْحَانَهُ مَنْ يُضِيفُ إِنْعَامَهُ إِلَى غَيْرِهِ يُشْرِكُ بِهِ That Allah dispraises those who attribute His blessings to other than Him. And they commit shirk therefore. They commit shirk alongside Him by associating the blessings He has given them to other than Him. وَهَذَا الشِّرْكُ وَكُفْرُ وَهَذَا الشِّرْكُ وَكُفْرُ النِّعْمَةِ لَيْسَ مِنَ الْكُفْرُ وَالشِّرْكَ الْمُخْرِجِ مَا الْمِلَّةِ But this type of kufr, associating the blessings to other than Allah, isn't a type of kufr or shirk which exits you from the fold of Islam. إِذَا كَانَ الْإِنسَانِ يَعْتَقِدُ أَنَّ إِضَافَةَ النِّعْمَةِ إِلَى الشَّيْءِ مِنْ إِضَافَةِ الْمُصَبِّبِ إِلَى سَبَبِه if a person knows that the blessing is from Allah, but he associates it to something else, as the cause behind that blessing, he knows though overall it is from Allah, then that isn't a type of kufr which exits you from the fold of Islam. Only if a person actually believed that the blessing is coming from somebody else, independent of Allah, that would be major kufr. But as to believe that it is from Allah and these others are intermediaries, metaphorically you are associating these blessings to them, then it is a minor form of uh, kufr, not that it exits you from the fold of Islam. But as we said, if a person believes these blessings are coming from other than Allah, from something or someone who himself is creating them independent of Allah, then that is major kufr, which exits from the fold of Islam. So therefore what is obligatory upon us is to associate the blessings of Allah to Allah. And that's why it's mentioned in the book a lot, this dispraise of the ones who disassociate the blessings of Allah from Him to others instead. وَهَذَا كَثِيرٌ فِي الْكِتَابِ وَالسُنَّةِ This is mentioned a lot in the Qur'an and the Sunnah. يَذُمُّ سُبْحَانَهُ مَنْ يُضِيفُ إِنْ عَامَهُ إِلَى غَيْرِهِ وَيُشْرِكُ بِهِ 
Allah uh, mentions the criticism of those who disassociate the blessings from Allah and associate them to others besides Allah. There's another example mentioned in the chapter here now. Some of the salaf they used to say that rejecting the blessings of Allah, one of the ways of doing that, one of the forms of rejecting the blessings of Allah is the statement of some of the people when they used to say, كَانَتِ الْرِيحِ طَيِّبَةِ وَالْمَلَّاحِ حَاذِقًا كَانَتِ الْرِيحِ طَيِّبَةِ وَالْمَلَّاحِ حَاذِقًا They used to say that when talking about a ship, when talking about a ship upon the sea, and if there was some difficulty which encountered the ship on the sea. They would say afterwards, we were saved due to a favorable wind and due to the skill of the sailors. They have now associated their salvation to the favorable wind and to the skill of the sailors. When in reality that is incorrect, they were saved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is not the skill of the sailors, not their expertise in how to put the ship into what direction and what to do with it, to save it. It is not the favorable wind that helped them. Rather, it is Allah who sent that wind. It is Allah who gave those sailors that ability to do what they do. So the statement of some of the people when they used to say it was because of the favorable wind and it was because of the skill and the expertise of the sailors that we were saved that is an incorrect statement to make يعني أن من إنكارهم لنعمة الله أنهم إذا صاروا في البحر في السفن التي كانت تسير بالريح إذا نجوا من البحر وخرجوا إلى البر يثنون على الريح وعلى الملاح so when they got out of the ocean Safely back to land, they would say, we had favorable winds, it was good, and our sailors were experienced, and they had skill, and we went all the way out into the ocean, middle of the ocean, and came back safely, due to those reasons. But it is not due to those reasons. It is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So instead, what they should have been saying is, this is by the virtue of Allah. It is a blessing and a virtue of Allah that we were able to go out into the middle of the ocean, do our fishing, etc., and come back safely. Not because the winds were nice and they were good and favorable and our sailors were experienced and skillful and therefore we managed to go out there and come back due to our own skills. That is again a form of rejection. So what they should have said was, Allah is the one who saved us. Allah is the one who brought us back. Allah is the one who gave us those favorable winds. Allah is the one who gave the sailors the ability to sail the ship as they did. And therefore it is Allah who saved us and brought us back and associate that blessing to Him. وَنَحْوِ ذَلِكَ مِمَّا يَجْرِ عَلَىٰ أَلْسِنَةٍ كَثِيرًا These types of statements, they occur a lot. People say those types of things a lot. It was the skill of the driver. The bus was about to crash, we run the motorway, but the driver, he was expert. It was the skill of the driver, he managed to save us and we were saved because of him. Casual kind of statement everybody makes, but in reality it's not a suitable statement. 
Firstly and foremostly, everybody should be saying, it is by the blessing of Allah that we were saved. It is from the mercy of Allah that we were saved. And then, what Allah gave in terms of skill to the driver and his ability. But now the people, they forget the opening. And they go straight to saying things like, the driver, alhamdulillah, is the driver. It was all about the driver. The driver saved us. Excellent skill by the driver. He did this, he did that. And they put everything down to the driver. And that was a mistake. That is a mistake to be associating that blessing to the skill of an individual. That skill is given to him from Allah. So in those types of circumstances and situations, a person needs to remember to associate that blessing firstly and foremostly to Allah. Then after that, it is the people and the skills and whatever Allah gave them in terms of those skills that led to the salvation or the blessing occurring. This is something Allah mentioned in the Qur'an. Uh, in the statement, فَلَا تَجْعَلُوا لِلَّهِ أَنْدَادًا وَأَنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ Do not make partners alongside Allah and you know. There is the narration of the man who came uh, and said to the Prophet ﷺ, مَا شَاءَ اللَّهُ وَشِئْتَ Whatever Allah wills and you will. The Prophet ﷺ said to him, أَجَعَلْتَنِي نِدًّا لِلَّهِ Have you made me a partner to Allah? Rather you should say, قُلْ مَا شَاءَ اللَّهُ ثُمَّ مَا شِئْتَ What Allah wills, then what you will after that. Behind, after the will of Allah. Not whatever Allah wills and you will equally. Our will is after. What Allah has decreed for us. Allah has given us that choice and we make the choice, but that is known to Allah. وَمَا تَشَاءُونَ إِلَّا أَنْ يَشَاءَ اللَّهُ رَبُّ الْعَالَمِينَ Similarly, They say, for example, لَوْلَا كُلَيْبَ هَذَا لَأَتَانَ اللُّسُوسِ Nowadays, the equivalent of that would be, they'll say, was it not for the, uh, was it not for the modern up-to-date alarm system we've got on our house, linked direct to the police station, uh, and setting off all types of alarms in the house, that modern system, was it not for that? Then those robbers who tried to come in last night, they would have surely taken everything and otherwise it would have been chaos. Was it not for the alarm system? Then it would have been this and it would have been that. So then again now, they are associating the blessing of not having been robbed to their alarm system. And again that is incorrect, even though it's a casual thing people may say. Firstly and foremostly, was it, uh, uh, you say, it is due to Allah that Allah preserved you and protected your home and it wasn't robbed. Not due to the alarm system. Was it not for the alarm system? Then we would have been robbed as well just like our next door neighbors. That's a casual type of statement you'll hear, but really it's not correct. Rather, was it not for the blessing of Allah upon us and the virtue of Allah upon us? That is what should be said. Then after that, the means that you have taken with the alarm systems and whatever else. So these types of statements are in effect associating partners to Allah and attributing those blessings to other than Allah. Was it not for the alarm system? Was it not for the skill of the driver? And these things are not the causes behind that blessing. Allah is the uh, one who blesses you and gives you that virtue. So primarily the association must be made to Allah. And that's why it's mentioned here, Shaykh al-Fawzan says, this is something that many, many people fall into. 
Because those kinds of casual statements, everybody ends up making them without thinking. Was it not for the alarm system we bought, that expert alarm system, we would have been robbed like our next door neighbors. Casual statement you hear people saying. In that way, in that form, it isn't correct. Shouldn't be said in that way. Rather, was it not for the blessing and the virtue of Allah, then uh, we may have fallen into this and that. So a person must ensure that he does not fall into the rejection of the blessings of Allah by making these types of statements that occur often upon the tongue in associating those blessings to other than Allah. Rather, that would be a deficiency in your tawheed if you were to do so. And perfection of tawheed is to recognize and remember that all of these blessings are from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and not to associate them to yourselves or to your skills or to anything else besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that is the chapter regarding the blessings. The next chapter will start the next time, which continues with the same theme, which is regarding associating partners to Allah. How people fall into various acts that are considered associating partners to Allah. So that will be chapter 42 or 41 in your books, depending on how they begin their chapter headings or their chapter titles or their chapter numbers, in fact. So we'll begin with that, inshallah, next time. This is uh, approximately two-thirds of the way through the book now. So you must make sure you revise over the previous chapters. Forty chapters gone now. Those forty chapters need to be looked at. They need to be revised. And then we'll continue, inshallah, next week and uh, finish off the remainder. وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين. Then you seek forgiveness. An error. It's an error. It's a forgetfulness. There was no intent behind it. But even when there's no intent behind it, that doesn't mean the statement is now okay. It's still an incorrect statement. So if you remember and it was a forgetfulness, there no intent behind it, then you seek forgiveness from it.